0: Spreading Cajun
1: across the
0: nation, pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin' Review, made by the fans, for the fans. Cajun Nation. Welcome into Rage Interview post game. Matt Miguez, Jerry Ebert, and man about town Josh Jagno join me as the Cajuns nearly survive the Nickel State Colonels 27 to 24. And, you know, normally we, we, we sit here after a win and. We have a, a happy tone in our voice and we talk about the good things that happened and, you know, la-di-da. But to be quite frank with you, the fact that we only won by three to nickel state is rather disgusting.
1: Concerning would be the word that I use.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, looking at the game, you know, Josh, I'll, I'll start with you. Correct me if I'm wrong. The only two plays in the entire game that I thought we looked good were the two long ball touchdowns that Levi Lewis threw.
1: Yeah, he threw a couple of dimes, but where do you even start? Uh, Nichols State should not play with us on the line of scrimmage. Their defensive line totally dominated our offensive line. Um, they had some talent and they had some size, which was kind of surprising. In person, they were pretty big. Uh, but <laughs> Lindsey Scott Jr. was the person that we thought he would be. He's very athletic, um, very good, very poised, and he made some very good decisions. But man. We have a long way to go. 2020 is a long time ago. We, we, we've got some improvements to make everywhere.
0: Yeah, speaking of Lindsey Scott Jr., 26 of 37, 359 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, also added 121 yards rushing. Oof. Yeah, I mean, he, he had 480 yards of their offense. Um. Wow. Dejon Dixon, their leading receiver, 14 catches for 198 yards and two touchdowns. You know, while while we're doing stats, let's go ahead and start talking about Louisiana. Levi Lewis, 19 of 33, 304 yards, two touchdowns. Chris Smith was the leading rusher on the night, 11 carries for 46 yards. And your leading receiver tonight was Michael Jefferson, three catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. You know... I I knew going into it that this was not the same Nichols team that you had played in years past. This was not the same Nichols program. They've greatly improved. However, I still... Well, I guess now I can say that I thought that there was still a distinct talent gap between the two programs. I didn't see a talent gap tonight. I didn't. I, I thought... And and Jerry, I know you, you alluded to this. We we talked on the phone on the drive home. Nichols kind of dominated us.
2: Well, I before the game, I, look, I have my keys to victory that we talked about in the preview this morning. I have it right here. Be fundamental, execute, eh, eh. and stay off the field. Eh. We, we 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 was we went over three tonight. We didn't stay fundamental because, like Josh said, the front seven. Uh, their defensive line dominated our line. Dominated the line of scrimmage. I mean, you look at look at the rushing stats. You want to talk about rushing stats? Chris Smith, 11, 11 carries for forty six yards. Imani Bailey, five carries for twenty seven yards. Montrell Johnson, nine carries, eleven yards. We, we didn't we didn't play an that. Uh, we we played nickels tonight, guys. I mean, yeah. that, that's between those three. Okay, so we if you take away and, and of course they added Levi Lewis's five carries for thirty yards. But let's just talk about the running backs, okay? That's twenty six carries for eighty three yards. Yeah, twenty six carries for eighty three yards against a nickel state. That's seven. that's and, what that,
0: is that just over three yards a carry?
2: And it's worse than Texas. I talk, and I talked about being fundamental. What was the was the secondary oh, fundamental? There were when, zero when zero
1: fundamentals. Zero the
2: first first touchdown speaking drive. Of, I mean,
1: speaking of Texas, me. they got totally dominated by Arkansas.
0: Yeah. You know, Whose who's quarterback team. didn't even throw a damn touchdown pass, but okay.
2: And the same Arkansas team that also barely beat Rice last week. But like you said, remember, Josh? You usually improve the most from week one to week two. Debris Their quarterback,
0: the Arkansas's quarterback, threw the ball 19 times. Yep. 19 well, times. He went 14 of 19 for a buck 84, no touchdowns and a pick.
2: Oh, yeah. Real quickly, so I also said, Yeah, stay fundamentally sound. We didn't do that. Didn't execute. Stay off the field. Defense, not extend drives.
0: Dominated by to, in time of possession. Dominated. Yeah, just
2: to give you just to give you a little fun fact here, guys, we're talking about stats, okay? Nichols had the ball for thirty-three minutes and twelve seconds to Louisiana's twenty six minutes and forty eight seconds. Oh, and they also had they also had almost a hundred yards more of total offense than the Cajuns tonight as well. Boys, so,
0: let me let me let me tell you something. Our next opponent go ahead, is, is Go ahead. Our next opponent is the University of Ohio, who lost to Duquesne today. I didn't know Duquesne had a football program, for starters.
1: (laughs) I said the the same thing.
0: And second of all, that same team that lost to Duquesne could very well come into Lafayette and rip us a new asshole Thursday night.
1: Am I wrong? All all things aside, we're not very good right now. I mean, it's just the (laughs) truth. Uh, we've got a ton of talent. We're, we're not
0: very good as an understatement.
1: Look, I, you guys know we love Billy, and, and, and I always say there's a difference between program building and in-game strategy and in-game coaching. I'm just here to tell you, we're going for it on our own 28. Yeah. <laughs> in the third quarter on fourth and one. Are you freaking kidding me? That is That that reeked of desperation. Oh, and- Why on earth would you call that?
0: Oh, and and, and let's have this conversation. We've had similar conversations before about different people. But, you know, I I think after tonight we need to have it. Is Levi Lewis the guy?
1: Well, he's the guy. Napier's not going to move off of Levi, dude. I mean, it's just not going to happen. But, again, he, 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 he did what he does. And he made a few plays. And, look, some of those deep throws were dimes. But I'm telling you. Once again, it's what I always say. It's not the throws that he makes or misses. It's the throws that he doesn't attempt. And you saw it on display tonight. <laughs> How many times did, did, did a tight end catch a ball tonight? One Pierce Meagle.
2: Uh, well, a few of them were designed. Pierce- a few of them were designed. The, typical, the t- typical play action rollout to Johnson or Lumpkin, he got like three or four of those off, which they were all like 20 yards a, a pop.
0: Let's see. But let's see. That's let's, all let's, it was. It's because it's because it's
1: a goddamn mismatch. Okay, it's a mismatch, let's, let's and, do and we don't exploit
0: it. Neil Johnson, who's not really technically a tight end, caught a pass. Johnny Lumpkin caught one. Pierce Meagle caught one. So three, 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 three catches. catches e- even if, it, and that's if you count Neil Johnson as a tight end.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, it's I so, mean, either a tight end for me.
0: So th- but, okay, so uh, three tight ends, three catches by the tight end.
1: One one for For me, that's not good enough.
0: No, it, God it's knows a it's not good enough. Well, it's a mismatch. Manager, up it was there and down. all night,
2: and I'll, I'll I'll tell you a difference between. But okay, look, we all knew Lindsey Scott was a four-star recruit, signed with LSU, looked at Missouri, went to Tulane. We we all know his story, okay? But the difference is between what I saw. The difference in Lindsey Scott and Levi Lewis tonight was Lindsey Scott's decision making. Look at the number of times. He created first downs and extended. Yeah, drives he he, he tucked feet.
0: it and run for twenty five yards. He
2: did it. He did it like at, I counted it at least six or seven times. Oh, dude, it On third, was, it third was down, was where bad. he would just kick off and run and get an extend drive. And
0: he could do whatever he wanted.
2: I yes. mean, there was one play he broke a thirty yard
0: run to like to, to and, our five yard line. Stiffed arm and you want to know something? Emanack on the way. And you want to know something? Uh, he had a wide ass open field. Yeah, he was yeah. Lit- He was literally Moses parting the Red Sea. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think there's an I mean, elephant dude, my, in the room that we're not addressing. My my the slow elephant ass, in the room is that we're 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 bad on third and long. This defense is bad on third and long.
0: My slow ass could have ran through that hole.
2: I, I also I think I'm more concerned at if you look at what Lindsey Scott has done and the way he creates plays, he creates things. That's one thing that I've always said that Levi was capable of. In the last two games, I haven't seen it. You know, you know I, when you see Lindsey Scott take off and run on third and twelve and get the first down, why, why doesn't Levi do that? He's got he's got feet, he's got legs. He did it last year a few times and it worked. It was successful. He scored a few touchdowns doing that.
0: I think I think the thing I haven't seen it yet. I think the thing that's most concerning for me is our secondary.
2: Oh, they got budgetging well, tonight they're bad
0: dude you saw it was, the first it was bad
2: you, you, you saw the first touchdown drive with Nichols i mean first play action over the yeah, top 50yard yeah, pass yeah. you got that touchdown that touchdown pass for 27 yards on a screen guy was wide open walked on
0: in i'll tell All you night- this man i still love this program but oh lord we we got some work to do
1: No we're not good we're not good we're, we're certainly not uh, what we were expecting We've but a on a positive note on a positive note and I'm not sure if you guys want to get off the field just yet but uh the crowd was spectacular oh yeah the tail, the tailgating was amazing um the pregame atmosphere into the stadium you know kind of spilling over into the stadium was the best that I've seen here in probably 10 yeah. years i mean it was it was, it was unreal
0: yeah it was, was it was very and, solid
2: yeah, the student, the students, I mean, really turned out. I, I brought brought back memories from when I was a student. I mean, that's the type of crowd we used to bring when, when we, you know, and I just want to say on behalf of Raging Review, I mean, if we had a game ball, game ball goes to Cajun Nation tonight, hands down. Cajun Nation gets no the doubt. game ball. I mean, the, the Cajun Nation, the student, the, the Cajun Nation, the students, uh, all of the supporters that showed up to Cajun Field, families, everybody in Acadiana that was there tonight. I mean, look, 25,000. It was right a little over 25,000. Um, it was electric. It was loud. Uh, it, it felt like old times. It felt like what we're capable of every game or what it should be every yep. game. Um, job well done to Cajun Nation for showing I'll tell up tonight. You. And that's huge. That's I'll, big. I'll, I'll tell it, you we, we guys this.
0: I'll tell you guys this. I think my favorite part of the night was the fact that I wore a Rage Review shirt to the game. And I think four people stopped me, whether in the concourse <laughs> Or going up the stairs to my seat, or whatever, stopped me and made a comment about the pod. Oh, that's awesome! Oh man, uh, can't can't wait to hear y'all's reaction about this game. Uh, what are we gonna do? You know, great work, blah blah blah.
1: Dude, it was, great. It, was
0: it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, man
1: the the, the music prior and uh, the Cajun walk was the best I've ever seen. All that stuff was it was good. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah,
2: I, I, I tip my hat off to the fans and, and look, we talked about it this morning, you know, look, the next week or so between tonight and Thursday, there are going to be some possible conference officials coming in. You know, this is a good dress rehearsal. And I think we did a great job showing up and showing off on what we're capable of uh for, you know, if teams are, if conferences are interested in us, this is a great way to show it. um But I do want to say back to the game real quickly. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to ask you guys this, what are you, what, what, what is the main difference? And I know it's kind of the elephant in the room with the running game, right? No more Regus, no more Mitchell. But going into the season, we've talked about this and, and maybe it's because Rob sales no longer here. That might have a huge part in this, but Matt, you and I talked about it. A combined 140 starts on this offensive line voted best offensive line in the state of Louisiana. One of the best in the country. How did we only manage to get eighty something yards on the ground between those three running backs against an
0: FCS defense? I'll tell you right now, vanilla play
1: calling, dude. I just think the offensive line got their ass kicked.
0: Well, I mean, I, that that's well, how do you let that happen? That how that, that, that happen? certainly that certainly has a part in it, but I, I think I think another big thing is, dude. The only way that you were going to create holes consistently for your running game is to keep the defense guessing. I mean, God, if if after two minutes of you just pounding it up the middle, I mean, they're going to freaking know what's coming. We never, we never do any kind of toss plays to the outside. We never do any kind of RPOs. We do very little play action. And when we do, it's that damn bootleg that we yeah. always have to run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, mix it up. And, you know, I, I, remember, I remember very vividly when we played Mississippi State, people got mad about that reverse call on fourth and inches. And don't get me wrong, I thought that was a horrible play call. However, my football mind understands why that play was called. That play wasn't called to get the first down. That play was called to set something up later in the game. You have to keep defenses on their toes. And our, our, our simple little inside zone through the A-gap isn't doing it. Especially when you have a 5'10", 190-pound elusive running back running it up the middle. I
2: think we were... I think we were spoiled because when you have a guy like, you know, Elijah Mitchell or Trey Regis and they were able to run between those tackles, they all, you know, they always, every time they made contact with the first offender, they run them over and then they get an extra 10 yards on the carry. You don't have that anymore. You don't have Amani Bailey able to being able to do that. Chris Smith does not do that. You know, you don't have Montreal Johnson who's mature enough to do that. So I think the, that type of scheme was easy because you had two running backs that, was, that were able to penetrate that front seven. We, we don't have that right now. That's why you're seeing our guys get stuffed at the line and barely get two yards a carry. And that's what we saw tonight. I mean, you can't continue. We cannot go on in this season running that same type of scheme and expect it to work against defenses that are better than what we saw tonight
1: dude! Look, when Montreal Johnson would touch the ball before he could make his first cut, there were four people in front of him. I'm just telling you, the offensive line get their ass whipped tonight, and you, your running game is not going to do anything with that kind of play. It's just not going to happen.
2: I just don't understand what the I don't understand what's going on with this offensive
0: line tonight.
1: Well, I mean, we were supposed to we were supposed to get better from week one to week two. Well, it looked like we got worse Nichols, from week one to week two.
0: Nichols got overlooked, plain and simple. Nichols got overlooked by the fan base. Nichols got overlooked by the program. All around, I, we we weren't prepared for Nichols. We weren't plain. Well, and simple. I knew,
2: I knew Nichols was a good team. I mean, so did I. I but I didn't think we were really going to win by three damn points. Well, I didn't think we would get out coached and out and out schemed. I didn't think we would get out-played. I, I thought I we, 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 we got we got out coach.
1: We got our coached again.
2: Absolutely.
1: We 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 you know as much as we love Billy, and again, there's a difference between program building and in-game coaching. We got we get out coached a lot more than people want to uh, admit. And I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, we got our asses kicked and we got out coached. We got out schemed on offense. I can promise <laughs> that defense. Look. Patrick Tony, I have a ton of respect for. And that guy's got his, his men ready to roll. But that defensive line got murdered in the third quarter and, and early in the fourth quarter. I mean, it wasn't even close. Like, Chauncey Minak had a couple of nice moments, and Zion Hill had some very nice moments in the first half. But they, they, they in the second half, they got totally rolled over. And even when they would get pressure, they would lose contain on freaking uh, on Scott. So, well. I'm just telling you, dude, it
2: wasn't good. Well, what's concerning to me is I think Nichols I don't I don't think is is, is, is I don't think it's as much as we beat them as much as Nichols lost this game tonight.
0: One hundred percent.
2: Two plays. Two plays stick out. Number one, Nichols getting the, the the Cajun defense stepping up on that fourth and goal was huge. I'll give the Cajun defense credit for that. But how do you let for Nichols sure. march seventy yards or eighty yards down the field to get to that point? Okay. Yeah. That's number yeah. one. Number two, the Cajuns, like you said, going for it on what fourth, fourth down, fourth and, and one on our own
0: side of the, not even not even our own and, side of the fifty, our own side of the freaking thirty. And everybody knows it's going to
2: Montreal. Everybody knew it was going to Montreal. And what happened? He gives, he hands it to Montreal. We get stuffed. And then if if Lindsey Scott doesn't try to make a play and throws it right to Moncrief, right to his hands for a pick six. That's two plays yeah. right there. That's a fourteen. That's a possible fourteen-point swing in those two plays. That's
1: right. That's
2: right. I mean, think about that for a second. He doesn't force that throw. Let's say he throws it on the ground, and let's dude. Just if he, if he doesn't, he, if he doesn't that force top. that
0: throw, we lose. We lose.
2: Or, or if we don't make that stop at the goal line, so two plays on two bad decisions or two bad calls. That, that, that's your game right there. So, yep. to me without those self-inflicted wounds that Nichols decided to pull off, they technically outplayed us and really technically beat us when you really think about it. I'm not trying to be pessimistic here, and I know a lot of there's going to be people, oh, well, we still won. I
0: no, don't give a damn.
1: Not,
2: that's not good. That's not good. That's
1: concerning to me. Because well, certainly when you, Nichols, when, you, when you come off of Texas and you got Ohio coming up, yeah, it is concerning. Our talent won the well, game tonight. Our talent—they, you know—they just made plays. They made one more play than Nichols did. But again, like you said, coaching wise uh, and and the way that they played, they they had every opportunity to win that football game.
2: They and 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 look, I think I'm I'm, I'm going to be more calm come Monday Tuesday when we do the Ohio preview. I watched Ohio today, and look, Duquesne, yeah, we, I didn't even know. I'm like, guys, I barely knew they had a program. I don't think yeah. they have a Lindsey Scott on their team. I don't think they really have much. Even, look, we're going we're gonna to be talking to our friend Russ Eisenstein, the voice of the Ohio Bobcats, and, um, you know, we'll kind of get a, a gauge on what they have. But based on what I've seen, when they played Syracuse last week, they really didn't get much offensive production. Today again, they lost to a Duquesne team. Couldn't score against them. Really, there's no. And Matt, I know you're concerned. If we struggle against them, just by default, watching them play these past two games, it's. Dude,
0: I'm they, it's tell, gonna I'm be telling worse. you right now, I'm not. Confident. It's going to be worse. I'm not confident. I'm not. I, I, I have. I, I have no reason to be confident after the last two weeks, especially after tonight.
2: Well, I'm am just, just talking about yeah. the Ohio game. I'm not talking about beyond the Ohio. game. No, like, I'm, I'm, like I'm talking I I'm talking about just game.
0: I'm talking about just the Ohio game too. I'm not confident.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm not. Well, I think yeah, well, to I, I this think, point, you don't have a reason to be right. They, no, I I understand that. I I think Ohio could very well come in. Keep in mind, they have a Rourke at quarterback again. Right. That kid could walk into Cajun Field, make a couple plays, and beat us.
2: Well, our secondary got bludgeoned tonight, and here's the problem with that offense that Ohio runs. They throw. They throw the ball a lot. They like to spread it out. Rourke is a passing quarterback. And if it's any ounce of hints that we saw tonight, what we're going to see on (sighs) Thursday, then the secondary better do their homework. May God help us all. Start playing some we're practicing some coverages in the next five days because Ohio throws. Um, but I, look again tonight, you you got out, you, you got out, man, you got out matched by a hundred yard, total yards of offense. Okay. They, I mean, they had more yards of offense than we did. Think about it this way. Offensively, even though they threw, even though they threw that pick six to us, you know, we only mustered 20, 20 points against an FCS defense. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's, that's,
1: we, scary, we, we have issues, man. We got issues and, and, you know, we, we everybody's going to get upset that we talk about Levi and how bad he was. He made some plays and He threw some very nice passes, but he also made some very bad decisions and that's Levi. It's good and bad. It's good and bad. It's, it's game in, game out. Good and bad.
2: But, what, and but if, you know <laughs> what, 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 what do all those passes have in common though, Josh, that Levi threw? They were all go routes. Where was the creative? It right. Yeah, it, it, was the it's, a it's a freaking it's
0: a freaking Madden playbook four verts.
2: Yeah, it's four right. verticals. You basically put. Look, one thing I was impressed with was Michael Jefferson and John Stevens. They're good receivers. We got to see him for the first time, really Stevens,
1: show themselves tonight. Stevens was a, a, a bright spot. He did drop a ball in the third quarter, way deep down in the in the red zone. But outside of that, he was a bright spot, and I was glad to see him be featured. I mean, I don't know how many catches he had, probably four or five, right? But, I mean, three, he, had he had some opportunities tonight,
2: catches. but here's the thing. Yeah. All of their catches were go routes. Yeah. They go routes. They would basically go one-on-one. They would ISO go one-on-one on the edge, on the outside, uh, on the, on the, on the wide, a wide out. And basically mm-hmm. they go one-on-one and it was the same typical jump ball that we used to throw to, that we used to throw to Jamarcus Bradley. Just put it up in the air. You got, I, like, we, we got to be more creative than that. You're not going to yeah. be able to do, the, you know, he, he what, This was a perfect secondary to try to mix and match, to try to spread the field out. Like, that was a perfect secondary tonight to be able to practice that. That's what I meant by being fundamental. You had to be a little, show some creativity in the passing game. You know, build some confidence when you start playing Arkansas State and Georgia Southern and Appalachian State and, you know, Liberty. Because if you don't show creativity against those, if you can't show creativity tonight, how are you going to show creativity against those teams in your passing game? You're gonna keep throwing jump balls against App State's secondary. Yeah, that's gonna work.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't know what Billy's thinking, man. Uh, tonight was the night to show off what you can do and, and maybe work out some kinks. But uh, I saw a lot of things that made me worry even more. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean i i, I don't I don't even know what else to say at, at this point. Um,
1: and look and listen. Kudos to, to Nichols. They came out and played their asses off. Yep. I got a ton of respect yeah. for those guys and everything they've been through. So, man for man, they played their hearts out, and I respect that. But ah, I could sit here and hoot and holler. At the end of the day, it's a three-point win. We're one and one. We're moving on to Ohio. It is what it is, guys. You know how the game goes. Yep. But I, I think that my lasting impression of today will be how it felt to be at the, at the stadium again and how tailgating felt and how the Cajun walks felt. It felt big time. It felt like, you know, what we know we're capable of doing. You know, almost back to the HUD days a little bit, you know, and people were excited yeah. to be out there. Music was great. Everything was awesome. You know, the game day atmosphere was just spectacular. The, the experience inside of the stadium was awesome. So I think that that will be the lasting impression. Of course I wanted to play better. And there's a million reasons, you know, we can sit here and bitch and complain about who did what and why we didn't execute. And look, I'm as upset as anybody. But I think I walk, away from the, I walk away from the game thinking, hey, the community is back. We're back. We're supporting football again. People want to be at the stadium. That is so much more important than a shitty performance against an FCS school.
2: Yeah, and you know what else, too? Next week, next uh, it's a five-day turnaround. Cajun Nation, look, you don't have much time to, to catch your breath because next Thursday night, it's ESPN National TV. National TV. Right, right now, we're in the middle of conference realignment talks, okay? And we're right. in a conversation right. – to move to another to to possibly go to another conference a conference that we've been talking about for a while that we maybe want to get into and we'll talk about that more next week but this is your chance Cajun Nation on national TV to show the country show the world what we're all about and and so we need that same type of atmosphere Thursday night we need that same type of crowd we need that same type of energy in Cajun Field so don't don't let tonight be a one-off let's let's continue that into Thursday night against Ohio on national
1: TV yeah, no, no question have about to, it. Have to, have
0: to. Thursday night, 7 o'clock ESPN. The Cajuns and the Bobcats from Cajun Field. Like Jerry mentioned earlier, we will sit down later this week with Russ Eisenstein, the radio voice of the Bobcats. He will take us behind enemy lines. And we will get his insight on the program and what we can expect from them against the Cajuns. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me as always. And... uh We'll we'll talk early next week.
1: Yes. Sir. And we'll try again next week.
0: As always, good cajuns.
1: Delamoy.